Hallelujah. Glory. Give God some praise. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. He is worthy of all the praise. We thank the praise team for taking us into his presence, guys. That's where the peace is. That's where the power is. That's where all that you need to fulfill you is. It's in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Let us walk into our series, The Three Pillars of the Believers. This is Sermon 4, and today we are, we are dealing with the subject matter, the, the, the three elements of growing in a relationship with Christ. And they, they are really the three elements of any relationship, but our focus is in our relationship with Christ. Amen. We are going to begin in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and we are reading in, starting at verse 12, and it reads as such in our hearing. Now, we are looking in a mirror that gives only a dim, blurry reflection of reality as in a riddle or enigma. But then when Christ and the whole, whole change come, new, new heaven, new earth, when we are in our new bodies, when perfection comes, when, when everything is brought new, when, when we have reached where God has taken us, we shall see it in reality face to face. He says, now I know in part, imperfectly, then I shall know and understand fully and clearly, even in the same matter as I've been fully and clearly known and understood by God. Hallelujah. So faith, the three elements, hope and love abides. Faith, the conviction and belief and respecting man's relationship to God and divine things. Hope, a joyful and confident expectation of eternal salvation, not only then, but even as you're walking in life. Love, true affection of God and man, growing out of God's love for and in us. These three, these three shall remain, but the greatest of these is love. Hallelujah. Father, even now, as we come, Lord, your power, Lord, your anointing, Lord, your enablement, take me out of self and allow me to become an instrument of your glory. Lord, pour out, Lord, pour out, Lord, pour out. We all stand in desperate need of you, Lord, pour out. Lord, please, pour out for your glory, for your name's sake. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. As we are working our way through this series, the question is, where do we find what we need in life. Hallelujah. 
And I'm not just talking about the physical needs. I'm talking about the innermost core of your being, the, the innermost core of who we are, of how God made us. Because whether you know or not, you are searching. <laughs> Everyone is searching for something that makes us feel fulfilled, to make us feel significant, to make us feel like life matters. Life is about something. Matter of fact, without, without, without finding that, life doesn't make sense. We all are chasing. We're chasing someone. We're chasing something. And, 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 and even though we don't realize it, we are placing faith, hope, and our love on something and in something that we want it to respond to us and make us who we supposed to be, or at least fulfilled. Yeah. <laughs> All of us have found the failure of catching what we thought would do it, and it wasn't it. If you think money is it, then why is it that rich people are killing themselves? If you think fame is it, why is the suicide rate is, 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 is high for rich people, famous people? Well, what is it that we are looking for in, in earth that has seemed to, has, 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 not, we have not found, has eluded us. Solomon, who writes the book of Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes chapter 2, he helps us to, to understand that, 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 that whatever we are chasing is, 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 is not in life. Look what he says. So I hate life. Because of the works that is done under the sun, was grievous to me. You're talking about a man who had all the riches, all the power, all the wisdom. And if you read through the book of Ecclesiastes, he has tried everything. Yes, Solomon has 700 wives and 300 concubines. He, he built things. He, he, he studied wisdom. Solomon was a bad, we was to say, he was a bad, shut your mouth. In our term, he had it going on. From outside, he had everything that you could possibly want. He did everything. He, he required everything. And look at what he's saying. He said, I hate life. I hated it. The works under the sun is grievous to me. He said, all of it is meaningless. Chases like chasing away. And what he's saying is, it's a, it's a Hebrew word, it says hava. And what it means is, is, is it has no substance. Yes, sir. He said, once, once you think you got it, it's like smoking your hand is gone. Yeah. Hmm. He said, I tried it all. And once I thought I had it, once I reached out, when, when I reached out for it, it had no substance to fulfill me, to hold me, to make me realize what life was all about. Haven't you been there? Yeah. 
why you got to go to the next high. That's why you got to get the next drunk. That's why it got to be another male, another female. You, you never, never. It's like chasing the wind. Who, who in the world can catch the wind? <laughs> Here we are talking about someone that is speaking from the Old Testament, and it's as though he's speaking to us today. You know, Ecclesiastes brings us to one point. He says over 11 times, he talks about death, and what he says is death is the great equalizer. There was, I heard this joke. Heard this man was dying. He was rich. He said, I want you to call my banker, and I want him on my right side, and, and, and I want you to call my lawyer on the left side. And, and they said, okay, uh, why are we here? Why did you call us at your dying moment? He said, Jesus died between two thieves, so I want to die between two thieves. May sound funny, but, but if you look at it a little bit deeper, my thing is, I don't want them at my bedside. I want people that I have poured into and have poured into me. When life is at its end, it's not your beings going to be at your bedside. The question is, what impact are you making? Number one, you want God there. God, God said precious in his sight is the death of one of his saints. And when he says, I come and I hover. He said, I, this is intimate. This is, this is between me and my child. He said, I'm getting ready to take them. And I've been at the bedside of a lot of people dying. And I believe that when they are transitioning, God has shown them heaven. I believe that God is, and when they go unconscious, God has shown them some stuff. God is talking to their spirit. And God got us blocked out so he can communicate to his child. Hey, that's number one. Number two, you want people that loved you and you love that is around you. That's what these three elements are talking about. That's what it's saying. It's saying faith. Hope and love. Listen, listen, listen. Faith pushes you forward. Hope pulls you forward. And love holds you when you're about ready to lose your mind. Hallelujah. When, 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 you, when you have placed your, your, your hope and your desire in the Lord, if you have placed your faith in him, that, that faith pushes you. We don't feel like going. We don't feel like going forward. When you want to give up, faith makes you say, wait a minute, God's not finished yet. Hold on, God's character is good. Wait a minute, you may not understand what he's doing, but you got to believe he's up to something. Faith pushes you. Hope is that God will give you an expectation and a promise and he will put it on the table before you and say, you can't eat it yet because you're not ready yet. But I have placed it in front of you to let you know how bad it may be right now. I'm not finished blessing you. 
And then his love, uh, don't, 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 don't get me started on his love. His love will hold you. His love will rock you to sleep when all hell is about you. His love will help you to walk step by step when nobody else is with you. As long as God got you, you know everything is going to be all right. My, my question to us, because I cannot promise you that 2021 is going to be any better than 2020. I don't know what's coming down the pipe. But I know the same God that held tomorrow, he holds today and he holds the future. And if you place your faith, your hope, and your love in him, he will not let you down. Hallelujah. My, my brothers and my sisters, we, the world, has, has failed for a lie. I even think that even Christians in the church many times, though we have some degree of light, none of us have all light. Let me explain. Truth is like a dimmer. You remember that old, the old dimmer that you would turn it? And you got sunlight, but, but the more you turn it on, the more the wattage goes to the bulb, and the bulb begins to give you more light. All of us are walking in different degrees of light. What I realize is this. The closer we get to him, the more the truth will reveal its truth to you. We are all coming out of darkness. First John chapter 5 says that the devil has the whole world in his sway, in deception, in his power, because his power is deception, which means that you really don't see. I have talked to folks with, with, until I was blue in the face about God's truth about the word, and they sit there and everything just, and I realized that unless the light comes on, they can't see. Can, can, can I be honest with you? It's a dangerous thing to discount God's word. It's a dangerous thing when God is showing you something and you count it as small. Because what God says, if you don't want more light, I won't give you more light. He said, you determine how much light you see. What I mean by light, hey man, thank you sister. What I mean by light is understanding. Is that you begin to see the plots of the devil. You begin to see truth. You begin to see the deception of Satan. You begin to see and you can discern what's right and what's wrong. You begin to see how God is working in your favor. You begin to see how God is working it out. You begin to see how God is ordering your steps. You know what's so awesome? Sometimes God lets you see what he's up to before you can really see it with your physical eyes. Hallelujah. 
God, 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 God want to know, do you trust me with a little bit? Because when you trust me with a little bit, I'll show you more. I give you more. Some of us don't realize that, that the nature of God is to bless. The nature of God is to bless. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 1. He says, when all these things have come upon you, the blessings and the curses that I have set before you, you shall call them to mind of all the nations where the Lord God has driven. You know what he's saying? He said, when you have not obeyed me and curses come, then that's when you're going to be reminded that I told you, I set before you for you to choose, for you to determine which way you're going to go. The problem is this. For our taste, God takes too long. Do I got amen? amen. <laughs> so, so many of us say, well, why doesn't he just give it when I want it? Why, 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 why don't he do it on my time? That's entitlement. You know what's wrong with the world? We feel like we're entitled. You know why they, they, they rush the capital? They feel entitled. You know why people do crazy stuff and act like that, that, that you shouldn't say anything? They feel entitled. We are a bunch of people who feel like just because we are alive, we're entitled. God is not raising spiritually entitled children. So waiting in the wedding process, he's molding us. He's teaching us. He's showing us. God is trying to bring out of us the character, his character that he has placed in us so that our character will reflect him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And if God can't trust my character, he can't trust me with the blessing. But when I can wait on him, when I can believe him, when it's hard to believe him, when I can allow him to perfect me, when you can trust him in the perfecting of your character, when it hurts and you still say, I trust you, when you don't understand and you still say, I love you, then God said, oh, I know I can bless that child. I know I got the hallelujah. We stand between two kingdoms. The kingdom of God, which is love, the, the manifestation, the attitude, the fruit of it is love. And the kingdom of the world, which is everything that's not love. Second Timothy chapter 3, beginning in verse 1. Second Timothy, chapter 3. In case they don't have it, here I got it. Here it says, 
But understand this, that in the last days, in the last time, something will set in. Something will happen. Paul is writing about 2,000 years. He said, perilous times, times of great stress, times of great trouble, times that are hard to deal with, times that is hard to bear. So hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me stop right here. So those of us who don't think God knows what's going on, he prophesized it. He told us. He said it. So why are we outdone? Why, 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 why don't we trust the word for what it said? He told us that these times was going to come. So, so, so if God told us, we should have expected it. If God told us, then we should not be outdone. Because if God told us, then he's telling us, letting us know when these things happen, don't lose your mind. Don't, 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 don't act like the rest of the world act. Because I still got you. I'm still in control. Hallelujah. Next verse. For people will be lovers of themselves. Utterly self-centered. Huh. Huh. Lovers of money and, ar and aroused by inordinate greed. Desires for wealth. He said, what's it? There's no problem with being well, wealthy, but when you're willing to do anything, when you're willing to hurt anybody, when you're not operating out of love, he said, they're going to be proud, arrogant, contemptuous, bolsters, e egotistical. They will be uh, abusive, blasphemous, scoffing, disobedient to parents. I, I just got a text yesterday of a 15-year-old boy whose mom was talking to him about his school grades, and he strangled her. They said that the police was amazed because he showed no grief, no sorrow, no anything. Matter of fact, he said it took a half hour to choke her to death. I mean, I mean, I mean, no love, broken, broken, no, his mom, no, no, and, and, and here they are, he confesses because he don't want life in prison, and the sheriff said, I only have seen this three times, that people who have no remorse, no emotional, we are living in a time that we're going to see more and more and more. Don't tell me the Bible's not true. This will be ungrateful, unholy, profane. He said they will be without natural human affection. Their heart will be callous, inhumane, restless, admitting of no truth or pleasement. They will be slanderers false accuser, troublemaker. Listen, 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 listen. When we are operating by these attitudes, we are being pushed by Satan and not love. Can, can I be honest with you? We see this in the church. You, 
you got to be careful that, that everyone who says, Lord, Lord, is not saying. And even those of us that are Christians, if we are self-determined, we will manifest these attitudes. And as a Christian, you are being influenced by the devil and not by God. That's why Paul says, wait a minute, love, when you love God, when you love people, there, there, there is boundaries of what you would do. You won't just say anything. You just won't do anything. You're going to look after the other person. You, it won't be all about you. <laughs> my, my brother and sister, can, 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 I, can, can, I, can I go a little bit deeper? We are going to be judged at this judgment seat of Christ as believers, and many of our works is going to burn. We will be saved, but the works we will get no reward for. You know why? God does not look at what you do. He looks at the seed from which it comes from. And if the seed of what we do is not the spirit of God, if it's not love, if it's not peace, if it's not joy, if it's not gentleness, if it's not kindness, God said, take it off the table. <laughs> more and more, as the world gets worse, the church is in a battle to maintain who we are. To allow the Holy Spirit to guide us. Allow the Holy Spirit to fill us. Hey, 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 listen, listen, listen. I hate to say this, but I got to say It's not about us. It's all about him. But when you make it about him, he'll make it about you. Hallelujah. But when you put him first, God start working some things together. When you allow him to, to, to take first place in your life, God start doing something. He start fixing something. You know what? I realize that, that the closer I get to him, the more I see things from his perspective. And God is faithful. He says to the children of Israel, he says, he says in, 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 in Deuteronomy 28, he said, I want to delight in you. I delight in prospering you. I delight in blessing you. I delight in having fellowship. He's taking us back to the Garden of Eden with his with relationship with him. He's taking us back that when Adam and Eve trusted him. You know what the devil did to get them to fall? He lied to them. In Genesis chapter 3, he says this. He says, have not God said that, that you can eat of every tree of the garden except from the, the tree of knowledge? He said, and he said that, that if you eat of this, you shall surely die. Eve is telling Satan, and Satan said, God lied. Let me ask you a question. What is it that the devil has told you that God is keeping from you? Because God is making you wait. What is it that you are being told that God is really not blessing you because you don't understand where you are right now? You know how I can ask these questions? Don't you think that I go through this too? 
Don't you think that Satan comes and, and begins to say, hey, well, why, why are you waiting? Hey, why don't you trust? Well, well why are you still where you at? Don't you think that, that, the, that the devil throws stuff at me like he throws stuff at you? But you know what you got to do? You got to know his character. Know what? The devil's a liar. And God can't lie. That our God is a good God. Matter of fact, when I look back over my life, and you need to take a, 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 a journey backwards and see how God has blessed you and kept you and made a way out of nowhere. You need to go back and recognize how, 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 how you should have been dead a long time ago. But God was there all the time. Is there anybody in the house that would testify today that the only way you made it this far, it wasn't by your wisdom, it wasn't by your power, but God made a way for you. Matter of fact, God even used what happened to you to make you a blessing to somebody else. God is an excellent God, and he's working in your favor. Somebody need to say, he's working in my favor. He's working in my favor. He says, he says, he says, we need to seek him above everything else. And in the seeking of him, blessings will come. Notice what Satan says in Genesis 3, 6. They saw when their eyes was open, desire. You know what the desire was? It was this. He knows that the day you eat of this tree, you will be like him. The problem was, that was a desire. That was a good desire. But what they didn't understand, God was already training them to be like him. They were his children. He was walking them. He was teaching them. He was downloading them. He was spending time with them. They wanted immediate microwave. They didn't want to wait on him. They didn't want to be processed through it. Listen, the way they didn't even have no trouble. The, the devil couldn't even get into their thinking except through the serpent. Everything they wanted was provided. All they had to do was ask. <laughs> All they had to do is talk with their father. But what he did was say, God don't have your best interest at heart. I came today just to tell you, place your faith your hope, your expectation, and your love on Jesus. When you place those three things on him and above everything else on him, God will meet you at your desire. You know, you know what I've discovered? My desire, your desire, determines how much he gives of himself. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. If you don't want no more, you won't get no more. But if you hunger and thirst after righteousness, and righteousness 
is Jesus. He will show you more of himself. Oh, oh, oh. God wants to delight in you. But you got to delight in him. God wants to show you more. But you got to want more. God wants to teach you his heart, his ways, his goodness. But you got to want it. He wants to give you more power, more joy, more peace. But you got to want it. God wants to show you that he's faithful. He's faithful. He's faithful. But you got to trust him. See, there ought to be something in you that says, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait on the Lord. I ain't going nowhere. I'm going to stay right here. I'm going to trust him and do what he tells me to do. I have discovered that my God, my Jesus, he's good. Not just sometimes. He's good all the time. I am putting all my eggs in his basket. And he's going to bless me first with himself, then with everything else. There's a goodness. There's a joy. There's a peace. There's a sweetness about the presence of Jesus. Do you know him? Are you walking with him? Have you discovered that he's the best thing? The very, very, very best thing that could ever happen to you. There's something about Jesus that makes everything okay. He's good. He's good. Nobody can do you like Jesus. Someone said, I'm trying to describe my relationship with him. But the words, I can't. It's indescribable. But wait a minute. Your situation isn't that good. But that's okay. He's that good. And when you allow him to be that good to you, he will bless you. Right. The blessing will catch you as you chase him. Who are you chasing? What are you chasing? On who have you placed your faith, your hope, and your love on? His name is Jesus. The relationship with him grows from one level to the next level to the next level. He's that real. He's that good. Today, you can ask him in your life if you don't know him. You can come back home if you left. Today, is a day that he has his arms open wide for you. He's calling. He's trying to turn on the light in your heart that you may know it's Jesus. It's him. And he loves you. He died for you. He rose for you. He gave it all for you so that you can come to him 
that he may be your all in all. Hallelujah. Today, ask him in your heart. Amen. Ask him to come in, and he will. There's a number up there, 513-451-31. Call that, and someone will call you back. Let them know that you accepted